0: Or you can find us at our website, MedoraChurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today.
1: on let's lift up his name today come on isn't he worthy of all the praise hallelujah jesus hallelujah god i'll tell you i'm thankful to be in the house today amen i'm sorry to all our guests that are here today and all you home folk that pastor is sick because you get to stick with me today (laughs) you get to stick with me today i'm stickable. i'll take that i'll take that if you'll open up your bibles to 1 kings chapter 18 1 kings chapter 18 and while you're doing so i want to give honor today it's very due that we would give honor isn't it a wonderful music team that we have mpc is so blessed led by our amazing brother seth and sister carrie i'm so excited for what god's doing through them i'm so thankful they're awesome i'm thankful for our pastor today i hate that he's sick i know he hates it too but he's joining with us online today i'm so thankful that we have a live stream and we have a media team that is dedicated to putting the gospel out there you know a lot of times you only notice the media team when they mess up And that's sad because they are fantastic can we give a hand clap to our nbc media team for the live stream and the sound and the videos they are awesome they are awesome i love them i give honor to our pastor and his wife today i give honor to pastor dylan and sister katie we hate that they can't be here as well and i give honor to our bishop of the church i'm thankful somebody's here He's a pretty good one to have behind you. Amen. We're blessed with the best. Wasn't that a beautiful lady that led the team today? I love my wife. She's the best. It is amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Saved a wretch like David. I'm thankful for my wife. She's truly my better half. She makes me a better person. I couldn't be here today without her. I'm so thankful for my wife. 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse number one. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go, show thyself unto Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth. Everybody say that last line. I will send rain upon the earth. Mm. Today I wanna preach on this topic, the preparation of rain. The preparation of rain. Can you put down your Bibles and lift up your hands and let's worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords in this place today? God, let rain fall down right here, right now. Can you just say that prayer? God, let it rain down where I'm at right here, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, have your way in this place today. Oh, it's up your name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I don't know if you could tell today, I'm kind of thirsty. So I got a lot of water up here. Have you guys ever seen like a major rain? Has anyone ever seen like a, like a crazy rain? It's ridiculous. One time when I was a kid, uh, my dad was preaching at West Texas, New Mexico youth camp. And we went, and I was probably five or six. I wasn't very old at the time. But I remember one time it just flash-flooded rained. And I'm talking, I've never seen waves on land before. There were waves of water. Because it just flash flood, just like that. It's ridiculous. Rain can bring a lot of bad things, amen? It can cause damage, bring leaks, bring destruction. But I want to tell you that there is also a good reason for rain. Not just in the natural, it's good for crops, it's good for your grass, it's good for your lawn, brings you some water, cools you off. But there's some good that it has in the supernatural. There's some good in the reign of the supernatural. Uh, at this time in scripture, in First Kings, Samaria was in the midst of a famine. It was in a great time of need. There was a great desperation in the land and the pop- people will follow anything that seemed hopeful They would follow anything that seemed promising. Anything that would give them a glimpse of hope, they would follow it. This famine brought so much destruction to crops, to homes, to families. It brought the rich to become poor. It would even cause death among the people. Water's a good thing, y'all. But God gave Elijah his word that I'm going to send rain. I'm not going to tell you when, I'm not going to tell you how, but I'm going to send rain. I want to ask you today, church, are you ready to see some rain in your life? Are you ready to see some rain in your family's life, in the church life? Are you ready to see the rain? Because I believe God has got something for this church. I believe God is fixing to outpour his rain, not just on you, but on your families, on your community, in your homes, on your job, in this community. Can you smell the rain that is coming? Because church, the clouds, are getting dark. The wind of the Holy Ghost is beginning to pick up. There's a sweet smell that you can smell in the air. And it's the rain and it's coming. Can somebody lift your hands and raise your voices for the rain that is on its way? Do you believe it? Do you believe the blessings that are coming? Yes. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see what God is going to do. Are you ready to see blessings beyond measure? Are you ready to see peace in your home again? Are you ready for restoration to step in? Are you ready to see that lost family member be saved? Are you ready to see your neighbor saved? I know that I'm ready. I know that I'm willing to see for the rain that is on its way. Is there anybody else that's willing to say, I'm ready and waiting for the rain? We get comfortable to say that 2020 was probably the worst year ever in history. It was a stupid year, y'all. This year was dumb. But we just, it still is, but we have to deal with it. But I believe that I serve a God that can change how my year's going. Do you still believe that we serve a God that can change your circumstances? We cannot get in a mindset that says that we're just going to sit and wait on the blessings of God. It's all on you. God, you got this. Woohoo. We'll just sit on our hands and be blessed by God without putting any effort into it, without having to put blood, sweat, and tears into a blessing. I'm sorry, but that's not how it works. Anything that is worth having and wanting is worth putting in some effort. So if you want to see some rain, you ought to be putting up some prayers and say, God, put rain upon my community. God, this town is full of hopelessness. I pray you bring peace and hope and restoration in this community. It takes effort. It takes prayers. First, Elijah had to get up and move. God told him to go unto Ahab. Just think what would have happened had Elijah not gone. Think of the excuses he could have had today. Not speaking of his time, but today. Oh, but I can't, I can't touch anybody. I'm not very good on a computer. I can't do a Zoom call. I'm not very good on the telephone. I don't have my phone voice. I, I have to socially distance I have to wear a mask. It's this or it's that. You see, excuses that we make up can kill the purpose that God has put in your life. We give ourselves excuses that say, I can't do this or I can't do that. But really, that's putting a, a hold on the purpose that God has in your life. He says, no matter what, I've got a purpose inside of you, and it's going to come out. But you got to quit with the excuses. you got to push forward because God has got something prepared in your life. He's got purpose in your life. Maybe he's raising up some Elishas in the room right now that says, I'm about to stand up and say, there is rain coming now there is something so great inside each and every one of you but then there is this what if god had to give you a 2020 year of crazy to help you realize what is about to happen what if he had to bring a famine for you to appreciate the rain what if God is trying to say something to you? What, is, what if God is trying to talk to an Elijah in the room? Because in 2020, it's really brought us to our knees. It ought to have brought us to our prayer closets. And that's where we can connect with God. And God's saying, I'm raising somebody up that's going to tell this world that's lost and dying that there is coming rain. There is coming hope. There is coming peace. Are you connected with God today? Elijah went unto Ahab. When you're in the will of God, it's awesome. There's this courageous faith that's put inside of you. There's this boldness. pastor's been talking about that this church has probably been dealing with the spirit of intimidation. Well, I think that's time that we pray ourselves. Not for others, but ourselves. God, am I in your will? Because if I'm in your will, he's giving you peace. He's giving you courage. He's giving you strength. He's giving you purpose. When you're doing the work of God and you know it and you believe it, your faith will go through the roof. I've come to ask you again, church can you hear the rain that is on its way? Can you hear the rain that it's making its way? In this chapter, Elijah showed his faith to the point that he challenges Ahab and his prophets. I love this chapter so much. Verse 19 of 1 Kings chapter 18. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. So I'll be honest, Elijah was kind of a G. He was, he was down with it. This dude was nuts. He had the faith to dare up, if you count that up, that's 850 prophets against one guy. Not very good odds. In front of all of Israel. So you got one guy matched up against 850 in front of a whole city who's watching. That's that's some pressure. That's pressure. He called them out to show them just exactly what a real God is what a real God is. Some of y'all have been stuck with the spirit of fear because you're seeing what's going on in this world today. Are you fearful today? Are you worrying? You see that the enemy is running rampant in our country. It seems like everything's just in chaos. You see, Moses was afraid when he saw the burning bush. He was fearful. I mean, come on. Could you imagine just, you know, walking along and then just hear, Zach. And you look over And it's a burning bush. That's kind of scary. Moses probably thought he was going to die. Don't know how. Don't know where. He probably just "Ah!" thought he was going to die. I don't know. It scared the mess out of me. I know that. However, what's the one thing that God told Moses? The first thing. The first thing. What's the first thing that God told Moses? Take off your shoes. For the longest time, I'm going to be real with y'all. I had no idea what that meant. Maybe God had something with feet. I don't know. I don't know. But I've come to realize in these past few years that's because God didn't want anything in between him and Moses. Not even a sandal. So God is calling you today. What's in between you and God, it needs to get out whatever's in between you and god there is a moment where god is calling a moses for this generation somebody who's going to lead this church into revival into peace into strength and you've got to separate yourself from something and separate yourself from an idol separate yourself from this world because what if god is wanting you to take away what is in between you and him what if this is the year that you get your purpose what if this is the year will you become faith like elijah Elijah challenged them because he knew that he had the Lord on his side. Yes, they That's boldness. boldness. He knew God was fixing to do something in the supernatural. Can you put up 1 Kings 18 and 23? Thank you, Lord. This is where it gets pretty serious. Let them therefore give us two bullocks and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under it. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under. And ye call the name on your gods, and I'll call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered, it's well spoken. All right. That's a, that's a good challenge. That's a good challenge. So Elijah said, you go ahead and you do your thing. We'll have the exact same setup. Exact same. And we'll see which God answers. Elijah was telling them, I know the one. Who answers by fire. I know the one true God. Are you thankful that you know the one who sits on the throne? You know the one that created the heavens and the stars, the name whereby we must be saved. You know the God that answers by fire, the one who fights my battles, the one who makes me victorious. Are you thankful you know the one, the one who makes us victory in battle, the one who fought and died for us on Calvary? Are you thankful that you know the Lord today? See, the Lord wants to believe anything but God. They want to believe in anything but real truth. It's that separation. It's that man-made separation. But like when we said before, idols are more prevalent today than they ever were before. They are so much more prevalent. But I ask again, can you hear it? Through 2020, can you hear it? Through the chaos, can you hear it? Through the pandemic, can you hear it? Through all this worrisome and fear, can you hear it? Through intimidation, can you hear it? Through destruction, can you hear it? Through desolation, can you hear it? Through this situation, can you hear it? Can you hear what's about to happen to your family? (laughs) <laughs> Can you hear what's about to happen in your marriage, in your finances? Some of y'all are going to say, wow, 2020 was kind of a stupid year. But then I believe that there's some others that are going to say, 2020 was a stupid year. But God. But God. There's going to be a but God moment that's going to step into this church. That 2020 must be a horrible year. But God stepped in. But God changed my life. But God changed my circumstances. But God sent rain. Somebody ought to pray for a but God in their life. I was scared, but God. I was worried, but God. I was fearful, but God. My God, my God, my God. Now, Elijah took it. He took it to another level, y'all. This dude's crazy. To the point where he was mocking all these prophets. All of them. I love it, I love it. 1 Kings 18, 27. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, Can I read it like how I would think he would read it? Do it, do it, do it, bro. First, like this (laughs) Cry aloud. Mm -hmm. For he is a God. I mean, you say it. Either he's talking or he's pursuing. You know, maybe he's in a journey, you know, or or, or a predaventure. Maybe he's just sleeping. Yeah, maybe he's sleeping. You know, and you know, he's got to be awake. Wouldn't you hate it if you had to wake up your own God? Hello, I need a healing. Hello, I need a miracle. Please, maybe, I don't know. See, the word journey in that uh, scripture, it literally means to use the bathroom. So, you know, maybe, maybe your God's, you know, doing a number two or whatever, I don't know. So Elijah straight called them out and said, you know, is your God on a bathroom break or something? Like, do you have to, you know, put on a wait list? I'm thankful our God doesn't put us on a wait list. He can answer us whenever, whenever he can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Elijah, was he's very courageous in scripture. Only because he had it backed up. Only because he knew the almighty God was about to show up in a mighty way. Not only did he know that God was going to move, but he made it more difficult in the eyes of man for it to happen. Okay, so he gave the prophets of Baal the same setup as he gave. Let's read uh, verse 33 through 35. And he put the wood in order and cut the bullocks in pieces and laid them on the wood and said, fill four barrels of water. Where'd they get the water? I thought they were in a famine. So why are you going to take the only thing that matters right now, what's, what's helping my family live right now, what's, what's helping my crops right now, why are you going to take that and put it on the burnt sacrifice? And he said, do it a second time and they did they do it a third time and they did till the water ran down the altar and it filled the trench with water saturated it soaking wet elijah was so certain that god was going to show up because he was in god's will and because he knew deep down he knew god was about to move in a miraculous way let's look at verse 38 It says, then the fire of the Lord fell. I want to put in, but God, God. but God stepped in and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up all the water that was in the trench. You see, God was showing his strength there because he could have just burnt the sacrifice. He could have burnt the sacrifice in the wood. He could have burnt the sacrifice, the wood and the stones, He burnt it all. Why? He shows that he's omnipotent, that he's all-powerful, that he owns it all. Because our God is still the creator. Our God is still the one who made the stars and the heavens. So a measly little situation that I deal with here doesn't matter to an all-powerful, all-big God. I know, but my God is still strong enough to help me through the valley. I know my God is still strong enough to help me in my situations. He owns it all. But look at the reaction of the people. This is what I want you to pay attention to. The people that turned their backs on God. They walked away. Years gone. The ones who worshiped an idol God. Verse 39. And when all the people saw it, what'd they do? Fall on their faces. And they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. I've asked you, I'm gonna ask you again. Can you hear the sound? Can you hear what God is sending this way? I want you to lift your hands one more time and say, God, send rain, send rain, send rain, send rain. rain." I want you to notice something because when fire falls, prodigals and sinners find their way back to God. It is like a signal falling down from heaven that shows them that they need to get right with God. That family member that you just thought about needs to have a witness of fire but not in the mind that falls from heaven but a fire that's inside of you. A fire that you carry around every day. A fire that says I've got the Holy Ghost inside of me and I'm going to be a beacon of hope i'm going to be a beacon of strength i'm going to be a beacon of peace it's on the inside of somebody who is connected with jesus you see in this chapter most people want to talk about the abundance of rain the blessings of god the mighty works of god and that's good it's great it's going to be the second half of my message but we forget that the fire must fall on the altar Before it ever brought rain. There must be a fire in between you and God. There must be a connection between your knees and heaven. That says God this church needs fire. This community needs fire. This world needs fire. There must be a fire at the altar before rain ever comes. God's presence must be known in your life before there is ever a sign of rain. I believe that this church is on the verge of fire. Every service we've been having is powerful. Our prayer meetings, they're powerful. Your prayer meetings at home, I believe it. I believe it. Do you believe it today? Yes. We're in the midst of firefall. Thank you. <coughs> We will no longer see our families and loved ones being held by sin I'm done with 2020 of the year of chaos it's time that we look forward into a year of harvest a time of harvest a time for fire to fall we will see our prodigals declare Jesus as Lord once again just as Israel did they left the truth they turned their backs on the commandments and the word but when the fire fell They cried out one more time, He is Lord. All it takes is a little bit of fire in someone's life, a little fire in your heart, a little fire in your eyes that somebody can see in you. You've got the fire of Jesus inside of you, you've got the fire of the Holy Ghost. And when that prodigal or when that sinner gets connected with you, they're going to see that fire and they're going to cry out, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God. Can you hear it, church? Can you hear your loved ones standing next to you, worshiping parents? Can you see your lost children sitting next to you? You children, can you see your parents declaring God as Lord once again? Can you vision it in your mind? Can you see it? Can you see the prodigals coming into the church building? Can you see the souls that are crying out and being filled with the Holy Ghost? Can you see it? Can you see it? First Kings 1841 and Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up and eat and drink. Ha <laughs> ha. For there is a sound. There is a sound of abundance of rain. Somebody say rain. Say rain. Shout it like you mean it. Say rain Uh uh-huh Medora Pentecostal church can you hear the sound of abundance of rain because God is about to send the greatest revival that this church has ever seen I believe that coming out of 2020 is revival coming out of this mess is revival coming out of the pandemic is healing coming out of this worry it's miracles do you believe it do you believe it I believe that by faith God is sending something this way that we will not be prepared for because of the overwhelming presence of God. (laughs) But we need to remember that rain doesn't come immediately. It didn't come right after the fire fell. Let me remind you, we don't serve a microwave God. We We can't just DM God and Him just give us whatever we want right then right now he's not a genie he doesn't grant our every wish it took some time and it took some work for the rain to come yes, sir. it took a lot of work it didn't just come with one prayer It didn't come after one really good move of god it didn't come after just a song that was sung the right way and the keys hit the right chords and the drums hit the right beat yeah. it took work elijah had his servant go towards the sea To look to see if there was anything. That was hindsight in Elijah's mind. Go and look. 1 Kings 18.43 And he said to his servant, go up now. Look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, hey, there's nothing. But I want you to focus on that next. Go again seven times. Go again seven times. That servant had to climb. He had to work. Elijah's servant went to the sea. And it wasn't just a one and done thing. He didn't go to the sea say, well, there's nothing. I give up. Let's go eat McDonald's. Come on. He went again and again and again and again until there came a seventh time. That's all we want today. We want to try for a move of God. We want to play everything just right. We want to package it just right. And if he doesn't move the way we think he ought to move, we give up. That's not what God is calling us to do. Seven times He went to the sea. It didn't come easy. It took time. It took work. But look what happens later in Scripture in verse 44. And it came to pass on a seventh time, but God that He said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud. A little cloud? Come on, you're going to send an abundance of rain out of a little cloud? He said, Go up and say, Ahab, an prepare thy chariot, get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. Now, the servant could have thought by the size of the cloud, I can't do anything. It's as big as my hand. That not, not a lot of rain's going to come out of that. He could have thought that God couldn't move through that little cloud. He could have looked at the size of the cloud and said, It's not good. Some of you today are probably feeling inadequate. Are you feeling inadequate today? You're feeling like you aren't enough that nothing important could ever come out of you. You may think you're too young, that you're too old, you're not experienced enough, that you're not smart enough, you're not smooth enough. But I've come to remind you, in that time, be an Elijah. That says no matter what is going on, I'm going to try until I see something. I'm going to try until I see even just a little cloud the size of a man's hand. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to say, I'm going to go and go and go until I see something. Because once I see something, I know there's an abundance coming after it. I know that even though it may be little, that something's going to pour out from it. Elijah knew that the outpouring of God was about to happen. He knew exactly what God was about to do in that place. He knew the windows of heaven were about to open up and pour out a blessing. Are you ready for the rain? Are you ready for the rain? Can you lift up your hands one more time and just worship Him? God, we pray rain comes. We pray rain comes. Let me remind you, church, When we pray for rain, we can't dictate how much rain shows up. And we can't dictate where the rain shows up. You see, I've got all my water here. And see, we want to pray. I bet our media team's getting really nervous. I'm kind of next to the microphone. I'm going to be easy, I promise. But we want to pray, God, fill us up with rain. Come on. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of rain. Oh, bless us on Sunday. Bless us on Tuesday. We want to have great services. We want a move of God. But don't bless me in class. Don't, don't touch me while I'm at work. Let me be who I want to be in my midweek. Let me, let me do what I want to do. I don't want you to rain on that. But when I'm at service, oh yeah, I want the blessings of God. I want the anointing of God. And it's going to be great and it's going to be wonderful. But don't do it there. That's not what God's calling us for. God is calling us to be filled till overflowing but not only that there is a rain that is coming that is going to be abundant to we get a double portion of rain that is coming over MPC it's not enough just to be filled but we've got to be overflowing that God says that there is going to be an abundance of rain over MPC over this community over your family over your friends over your neighbors come on somebody do you believe me today that there is rain coming over this community I wish that somebody would stand. I would to God that somebody command their body to bless him and worship and glorify his name for the rain that is coming. There is rain. Somebody say, rain. Somebody say, "Rain." rain, rain. Let it rain, God. Let it pour out over all of us. You can be seated. You see, Samaria was in the midst of a famine. Remember that. So that rain literally meant life was pouring out. It's pouring out life. Life is about to rain down today. I think life is about to rain down on somebody who has felt cold and bitter and dead to God Somebody who is feeling lukewarm, that you haven't had a connection with God in a little bit. I feel like God's trying to prick your heart today. That says, God is trying to connect with you. He's wanting a connection with you. Life is going to be poured down. I want you to be poured. know that when it rains, the rain fulfills two things. First, it nourishes the body. It nourishes the body. Joel, chapter 2, verse 21. I'm going to read in the ESV. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things fear not you beasts of the field for the pastures of the wilderness are green and the tree bears the tree and the vine give their full yield be glad O children of Zion and rejoice in the Lord your God for he has given the early rain for your vindication he has poured down for you abundant rain the early and the latter rain as before the threshing floors shall be full of grain the vats shall overflow with wine and oil I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten the hopper the destroyer and the cutter my great army which I sit among you you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never again be put to shame there's some good in the rain it nourishes the body And the second one, it nourishes the fruit. It nourishes the fruit. Deuteronomy 28 and 12. The Lord shall open open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season and to bless all the works of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, thou shalt not burrow. Leviticus 26 and 4. Then I will give you rain in due season and the land shall yield her increase and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. It's not only good for you, it's good for what you give out. You see, we give out spiritual fruit. And just as the prodigals come because of the fire, sinners will come because of the fruit. So if we're filled up, our fruit will be nourished. If we're connected with God, when the rain comes, it's going to bring healing to the church body. But the fruit of the spirit that's coming out of the church is going to be blessed. And it's going to reach into this town. And it will grow. And the people will see it. And they'll say, I want to partake of the fruit. The blessings of God are coming. Can you hear it, church? The blessings that this church is going to bless your families. I want you to know today that this abundance of rain that is about to come is something that you can't stop. I can't stop. No matter what I do. God's going to pour out his blessings. In the last days, God's going to pour out his spirit. It's going to happen whether I'm here or you're here or whatever we do. So I want to be on the side that says, God, let it rain. God, let it pour on my family. God, let it pour on my marriage. I want to be on the side of rain. Can you stand with me? Thank you, Let's pray for rain just for a few moments. God, I pray that your rain would come in this room right now, God. I pray you're you're touching someone's heart today, God. Maybe they don't know you. Maybe they haven't gotten connected with you in a long time, Jesus. They need a renewing of the Holy Ghost. God, I pray that your spirit would move and touch them. Come on, somebody. Lift up your voices right now. He's moving in this place. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to quit until I see the little cloud, until I see something. Come on, lift up your voices, church. Like I said, I believe that the church is in the midst of fire falling, and I believe that it's time for the prodigals to come home. It's time for our children to come home. It's time for our lost family member to declare God as Lord once again. But not only are prodigals coming. I believe that we're going to see the greatest revival of souls that this church has ever seen. I speak it in the name of Jesus Christ. Church, I want you to know that you're a blessed church. This church is blessed by God. But I'm asking you, can you hear the sound of abundance of rain? Do you hear it in your homes? Do you hear it in your families? I believe that God is fixing to do something here today and in your life that you're not going to be able to handle. You can't hold the water and the rain that God is trying to pour out. He's going he's gonna to bless your finances. He's going to bless your marriage. Is anybody accepting that today? Is anybody accepting that? I want to be blessed in my marriage. I want to be blessed in my finances. I want to see souls saved. I want to see the prodigals come home it might take work healings won't just happen in the church but they'll happen in our homes miracles are going to happen on your jobs our business owners in this church you're going to be blessed mightily god is going to move in your businesses we'll have to have a minister in the baptismal tank because souls are hungry they're going to see the fire and feel the rain there's going to be an outpouring of souls we'll see our children back in church we'll see our spouses back in church our parents in church church the rain is coming can you hear it I wonder if you could come to this front right now and let's worship and let's pray God send rain, send fire send rain, come on somebody is there somebody who's willing to say I'm bold enough to step out in front of people that do not believe, that do not believe what I believe and say God send the rain I say 45 and 8 shower O heavens from above and let the clouds rain down righteousness let the earth open Salvation and righteousness may bear fruit. Let the earth cause them to sprout. The Lord has created it. Come on, somebody. Let's pray. God, send rain, send rain. Send rain. Send rain. Send rain. Send rain. Send rain. Come on, church. He's not done. I want you to pray in your own life. Some of you need to touch heaven today. Some of you need to get a hold of God today. This is God. I need that fire so I can be accepting the rain. It's good idea.
0: our ministry.